Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who have experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. Today's special edition episode is brought to you by Epicenter's Venture Women Program, a program that provides female founders and co-founders the opportunity to explore their ideas, increase their entrepreneurial skills, and build a business that's future-proof. Today, I'll be speaking with three founders currently in the Venture Women program. Lauren and Tanis are the founders of Charming Sally, a woman's golf attire with a focus on sustainable materials and better quality fashion while encouraging more women to start playing this sport. I'll also be welcoming Penny, founder of Snow Peak Cold Brew, which makes cold brew coffees and teas with local ingredients and is made environmentally friendly. You can tune in to the final pitch competition for the Venture Women program on Thursday, December 9th, where each of the seven ventures will pitch their business idea to a panel of judges and live audience. Head to Epicenter's website at epicenterUWindsor.ca to register now for the final pitch competition, December 9th. See you there. Thank you all so much for joining me here today, and I'm so excited to hear more about your businesses and your experience in the Venture Women program. And I'm joined today with the founders of Charming Sally and Snow Peak Cold Brew. So how about we start off with having each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your business. So Penny, would you like to start? Sure. So um, thank you so much for having um, us on the show, Sarah. Um, so my name is Penny. Um, I'm the owner and co-founder of Snow Peak Cold Brew. So Snow Peak Cold Brew, we make cold brew coffees and teas here in Windsor and we deliver them locally. We were at the farmer's market for a little bit and we've got some pop-ups going around. Um, people can always order online from us. And yeah, we've got three flavors, our original coffee, our vanilla coffee and our original tea and all are made with local honey and your choice of with or without Canadian milk. Yeah. Amazing. And Lauren and Tanis, would you like to go next? Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us, Sarah. So Tanis and I are the co-founders of Charming Sally. And we met on a golf course actually a few years back. And both of us were working from home. We were uh, moms and decided to kind of leave our careers on hold for a little bit while we raised our small children. So now we're just wanting to get back into doing something and really what Charming Sally started off as, uh, and it's kind of evolving, but we started as wanting to become an apparel company where we wanted to design and manufacture apparel for women golfers that was functional, flattering, and also feminine, which is something we were not really currently seeing in the market. And then from there and starting to build our audience, we sort of discovered a way to create a community of women who wanted to learn to golf. And so while we're kind of waiting in our design and manufacturing of our apparel, we started hosting some learn to golf and golf and cocktail uh, events that we saw great success with. So now we're kind of 
doing both things. We're, we're still in the phase of almost starting our manufacturing. And, um, and in the meantime, we're, we're working on the, the events and creating our community. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited to jump into more about both these businesses, but I guess to start off, do you want to build a little bit on that about, you know, starting the business upside of Charming Sally and even a little bit about how you both got into golf in the first place? Yeah. So my husband and I moved to the Windsor area in 2017. Um, So we really didn't have our own community. We did become members at a local golf course and my husband was an avid golfer throughout his entire life. And so when he was gone all weekend, I was with the kids and I thought, you know what, I really need to learn how to golf. But I just don't know. I didn't want to golf with him because he was really good. And I felt, you know, frustrated by the game originally and um, really wanted to kind of get out there. So the way that I figured that out was I went to a nine and wine that the golf course was offering. And that's where I met Lauren. So that's kind of when we started golfing more frequently. Um, We also added another couple of ladies to our foursome and then met them um, once a week for kind of a game of golf. But we weren't really getting much better. We were there really to to socialize, to catch up, to get out, to get our steps in, you know. And then also 50% of what we were doing out on the golf course was great. But what we really loved was the other 50%, and that was the socializing afterward. And we really feel like that's a big part about golf um, and our whole experience there and what we wanted to bring to our community as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And, um, you know, depending, I guess, on your side, too, do you want to start with a little bit about, you know, what made you decide to start up the business? Um, for sure. So Snow Peak Cold Brew, um, the way it started was by accident. And it always just kind of makes me laugh thinking about how it started to where it is now. Um, so summer of 2020, um, my brother and I, we were just kind of bored looking for things to do in quarantine as one does. Um, and so we heard about cold brew, um, and we just kind of wanted to drink, um, a nice cup of coffee without, you know, when you drink a hot cup of coffee on like a hot day, you know, you get that like icky feeling. We just wanted to find a solution to that. So we stumbled across cold brew and we're like, okay, like this is a lot of fun. So then we started playing around with it and we made a really good recipe. So we're like, okay, like, what if we like share this with some people? Um, so my brother, he's a photographer and he had an art show. And so we're like, okay, we'll bring like a couple bottles of snow peak and like, see how people respond to it. Everybody loved it. Um, it sold out immediately within minutes, people were coming back for more and we're like, Oh, like we didn't know it like do so well. So we didn't bring all that much. So we're like, okay, you know what? Maybe this is like a thing that we can continue. So it was kind of like our quarantine baby. And it was just a really fun time. It just kind of sparked from just wanting to fix a simple problem. Um, but now I've just, I love this business so much. Um, and we've kind of played around with like little flavors. Like now we have our vanilla flavor. That wasn't something we originally had when we like first started out, um, last summer and yeah, it all happened by accident, but I'm very, very happy that it did. It's just kind of like blown me away of how amazing everything has been since we started. (laughs) 
Yes, absolutely. And I think it's that I love when that sort of happens. It just sort of comes naturally to you. And, um, you know, it's nice to sort of look back and see how it's evolved over the years. So do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, from when you first started that out as, you know, you said a hobby and then turning it into a business? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and sort of how it's come along since then? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we officially launched um, March 14th, uh, 2021. And then from then we did like our online orders. We started with our website and then we kind of gained a little bit of traction. You know, we did a couple giveaways and kind of got our names out there. And then we got into the uh, downtown Windsor Farmers Market. And I feel like that's when everything really like bloomed and blossomed. Um, so we were there from July until October and got to see some regular faces. We got to meet a lot of the vendors there, which was amazing. Um, and that just kind of really, the the snowball started to roll, I guess, with that. Um, and then we got to do more pop-ups in the area and just really like meet people face-to-face. Um, a lot of people who did order with us online, we finally got to meet them in person. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, hi, nice to officially meet you. Um, so that was really awesome. I'm very much a people person. So just being able to connect like a face to a name was amazing. And yeah, so that just kind of snowballed from there. Um, we're in three retailers at the moment. Um, we're over at the Bike Kitchen on Monmouth. We're at Laverne's Market at the corner of University and Polisher, and then Potted and Quenched out in Tecumseh. Um, so that's just been really, really awesome just to be able to, from our little small batch that we did August 2020, and we're like, okay, maybe some people will like it. And we've just had an overwhelming positive response, which has been just so amazing. And I'm just very, very thankful for it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's definitely so great to hear. And I have tried the product and it's, I can definitely speak for it as well. It's so good. Um, so Thank I can't you. wait to get my hands on more. And um, so Lauren and Tannis, would you like to share a little bit about, you know, when you guys had you formed that relationship on the golf course and then, you know, what made it spark into the business and sort of what were those first steps that you started to take when you decided to do this? Yeah, um, it was an evolution for sure. Lauren and I, you know, often talked about and with the other ladies in our foursome as well, the about the difficulty in finding styles and brands that we really love to wear while we were golfing. And in addition, styles that we could wear while golfing that also felt uh, adequate for the patio. So that kind of started the spark. But over Christmas last year, Lauren and I did a little bit of um, chatting about, you know, potentially starting a sustainable fashion brand. And it wasn't until the golf season started this year that we're like, hey, you know what, let's put those two things together, because those are two topics that we're really passionate about. Lauren and I learned a lot about sustainability over this past year and actually like did a, uh, an intensive four day workshop with how to launch a sustainable fashion brand. And so that's a really big part of um, where we're going with our apparel. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, where, where it's at now? And, you know, you said you created that group as well that, you know, is now going to be sort of implemented into the business. So do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, so right now we're we're in the manufacture. Well, we're pre-manufacturing, I guess. Still, we're in the design phase. So it's funny because Tannis and I we have no fashion background whatsoever. So it was sort of funny. We I think we still have some sort of imposter syndrome um, around the fact that you know what what sort of business do we have telling people what they should be wearing and styles and stuff because we never had that background. Um, 
but we were able to find a design firm in BC that sort of helps with all the steps it takes in order to launch a successful fashion business. So they, they have designers that design um, based on our inspiration. So we've given all our inspiration, we've decided on our designs, and we're in the process now of sampling from different manufacturers. So they basically make the clothes that we've designed and we do fit tests and decide, you know, what's working, if we need to add something, take something away, if the style really isn't working the way we want. So we're just in that phase now going back and forth with our designers. And once that is completed, we're hoping to be able to go into manufacturing immediately with a hope that we can be able to launch the actual collection in the summer of 2022. So that's kind of the track that we're on there. Um, And then in the meantime, we're still working on building our community because we need to, you know, it started off, we really wanted to build an audience because we needed people to have, when we get our product, we need people to sell it to. So we're in building that audience, that's how we started building sort of the community of having our our golf lessons. And, you know, Tannis and I actually started taking lessons ourselves to try to get better at golf. And then we said, you know, people really need to do this. People, people need to take lessons, you know, as funny as it sounds like, you know, and as an adult, I think it's sometimes hard to think, you know, starting a new sport or something like that. It's um, intimidating. And we really wanted just to create a space that wasn't intimidating and that women could come out and feel welcome at and, and have fun and keep it light and casual. And it's as much about the socializing as it is about learning some tips and tricks of starting to golf or developing, you know, golf, if you've already golfed a little bit and, you know, you're in your life. So that's kind of where we're at. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And, you know, one of the parts of that too, as well, to add on would be the Venture Women program, which um, you're all a part of right now. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, what made you decide to apply to this program and sort of how your experience has been so far? Yeah, so we started, we got introduced to the Venture Women program. I actually have a friend who was in the program in, I think I believe the last cohort, and she sort of suggested it when she realized that I was uh, that Tannis and I were starting a business, and she reached out to me and said, "Oh, you might want to apply for this." So we looked at it and we thought, "Great!" And originally we thought, "Oh my gosh, awesome money, right? You need money to start a business," and that was sort of our original draw. And I think we've just gained so much more from the program than we really realized about all the connections that we've been able to make through the advisors and the mentors. And it's really, I think, been a huge part of our growth and and keeping us propelling forward and and moving forward and, and giving us sort of timelines and, you know, completion dates, making us more accountable for what we're doing. So we're able to sort of focus and and make sure that we're meeting the deadlines that we need to meet in order to make ourselves successful. And just the people in the program are awesome too. Everybody that we've met, all of the participants and and everyone advisors have just been top notch for sure. (laughs) Well, that's definitely amazing to hear. And Penny, I'd love to hear from you as well. You know, what made you decide to uh, join this program, apply, and also, you know, your experience so far? Um, I definitely agree. Everybody in the cohort and everybody that we've been able to meet have been absolutely fantastic. I got involved with this program 
because of Sydney. So she's the one who um, like leads uh, the program. And um, I was a part of the Epic Founders program during the summer. Um, so Sydney was like, hey, you know, like we have this venture women program, like maybe you're interested. And so I thought I would apply and pleasantly surprised that um, I was accepted and everything. I just had such an amazing experience with that founders program. There was just so much knowledge that was just like shared with us. And there was just so many wonderful connections and resources. Um, It's an absolutely fantastic program. Um, And then just being able to kind of continue that. And I've got Maureen Lucas as my mentor, and she's absolutely amazing. She's been a wealth of knowledge. So just being able to continue that like learning and everything from the founders and now like inventory women has been like second to none. <laughs> yes. Well, that, that's great to hear. And it is, it's such an amazing program. And we're so fortunate to, you know, have that, especially here in a, in a for a local area, um, have that resource. And, you know, I think with, with starting a business too, everyone always goes through a lot of obstacles and challenges. And has there been any big obstacle or challenge that, you know, you've really had to overcome with your business so far? I feel like definitely um, just the beginning steps of like figuring out, exactly what you want to do. I feel like starting a business is such this huge umbrella of things that need to be done and like different tasks and like actually sitting down and like focusing being like, okay, well, let's start with this small thing that is easily achievable and kind of like work your way out. I know just the beginning of Snow Peak, finding the name for this business was so tough. We could not kind of figure out what we wanted to call this. Um, We had a name that we originally liked, but then we're like, okay, well, it's kind of close to like this other company and we don't really want to be close. You know, we want to be like our own thing. We want like our own like unique name. And then somehow Snow Peak came about. So we kind of stuck with it and ran with it. But I feel like there's always challenges in a business. I feel like that's just kind of what being an entrepreneur is all about, just kind of learning to roll with the punches and like overcome everything. So yeah, I don't know. Nothing really sticks out, but there's definitely been a little bumps in the roads and stuff, but we've been able to climb that hurdle and go on about it. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I think a lot of entrepreneurs can definitely relate to that and having sort of, you know, almost every day there's some sort of obstacle, but it's really just being able to overcome it. And um, Lauren and Tannis, have you had any big sort of obstacles or challenges you've had to overcome so far? Absolutely. Similar to Penny, we had we had the hardest time coming up with our name. Mm-hmm. Um, people often think like, whatever, you just, you know, you choose something, but it needs to be registered, trademarked. Um, whatnot. And, you know, there's millions of businesses out there, you don't only need your URL, but you also need your handle on Instagram, on Facebook, on all these other social channels. And you're like, Oh, my God, like, there's nothing left. Um, Funny story, we actually chose a different name previously. Um, It, which translated to responsibility in Hawaiian, it's Kuleana. Um, But we felt as we were developing our golf brand that it didn't go as well. So Lauren actually found the Charming Sally name um, or the option to use Charming Sally as our as our brand name. Little story. uh, There was an actual Charming Sally and 
maybe I'll let Lauren tell the story because I think she knows <laughs> it better than I do. <laughs> I always mess it up. <laughs> yeah. So Charming Sally back in the 1730s, back when women didn't really golf or anything like that. There was the story of these two women that went out in Scotland with their husbands and their husbands were the caddies. And these two women played a match of golf and it was, people were betting on it and wanting to, you know, see, you know, who the winner was going to be. And in the newspapers, they printed that the, the name of the winner was Charming Sally. And that's the only name that they gave to her. And it made the papers all the way in Pennsylvania and all over the place. So it was really a big event. And it was sort of the first time that a woman golfed or or that there was record of, of that happening. So we just thought, you know, that Charming Sally was something that, you know, we could relate to. And, you know, she was sort of the first woman golfer. <laughs> That's how we came up with that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. been challenge, there's been all, all sorts of challenges. Um, One of them specifically, I'd say, because we're in apparel, um, we didn't have any apparel to sell. It was all concept based and we were trying to build our community and our community was really telling us, I'd love to learn to golf. Wow, where do you guys golf? Where are you learning to golf? How do you get into golf? I'm not a member at a golf club. So how do I start? And so we really, like any successful business would do, we we had to listen to our audience and we had to give them really more of what they needed or they wanted more than what we wanted, right? So we couldn't just depend on the apparel. They were saying they needed golf first before the apparel. So that's why we we incorporated it all together. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's such an important aspect, always listening to that feedback. And, you know, especially when you're building a community, that's definitely a great approach to sort of have and, you know, really getting their input. And like you said, putting it above, above your own. And I think that that really is, you know, what makes a successful business. And, you know, speaking of success, has there been sort of a really big sort of milestone so far or a moment that really stands out to you um, from your journey of, of starting up business and your community? Uh, the, the one thing I think that we we both are really proud of is there was two times. Um, it was actually when we sold out of all of our intro to golf or learn to golf clinics, like within a day or two. We were like, wow, this is, you know, we took what the audience was kind of asking for and we did what they asked or what they needed. And we made it happen. Like the, the turnaround time was like a few weeks, like trying to, you know, to, hire a pro to work with us to provide the lessons to find a location to have all this sorted out I mean Lauren and I worked really hard kind of behind the scenes Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that was the first kind of really proud moment we had when all the tickets were sold out and we we could not fit any more bodies into the session Um, and as well when we wrapped up for the summer we just felt so proud of all of our participants, you know, how far they came. Some people actually attended both of our clinics. So one in August and one in September. Um, and they just, they improved so much and we're so excited, um, you know, and they're our biggest advocates for sure. And we're so thankful for them. And we're so glad that we were able to give them so much, so much value. 
Well, that's definitely great to hear. And it's always nice sort of looking back, especially, you know, when it is a season like that and sort of seeing the progress it's been and, you know, really the impact it's had on people. So it's amazing to sort of hear, you know, how that's how that's come about. And Penny, do you have any moments that really stand out to you so far in your journey? I feel like everything that we've been able to do with Snowpeak has just been like a huge milestone in my eyes. Um, Like being able to attend the farmer's market, being a vendor there, that's not something I thought that we'd be able to do this year uh, because we applied a little bit late, but there was a small opening and we're like, okay, like we're going to jump at this chance. Like we're going to take it. Um, And so I'm very, very happy we were able to do so. I feel like that was just a huge achievement but also just like a huge jump in snow peak and everything that we've been able to achieve um I'm honestly just so proud of myself and everybody who's been helping me out with this business um just to see how far we've been able to grow it I don't know I just I feel like everything that we've been able to do has been a huge milestone being able to get into all these retailers so far and still growing that and I just think that's that's awesome just very content with the journey of snow peak so far <laughs> yes well that, that that's definitely great to hear and i love sort of hearing you know those milestones and it is you know each and every win that sort of leads up to the business itself and um you know lauren mentioned a great point there too you know near the beginning is sort of imposter syndrome and i think that comes with any entrepreneur and sort of especially starting the business to begin with there's definitely usually a lot of fear that goes in with that and was that something that you had experienced when you were you know starting out your business at all Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I feel like imposter syndrome is huge. Um, I think such a big thing for me was like, do people even like cold brew coffee? Are people even going to want to try cold coffee? Like, (laughs) um, I feel like a lot of people, they, uh, I know at the farmer's market, we'd always get looks because, um, so our drinks come into, uh, they come in a glass beer bottle. So a lot of people will see that and they'll be like, oh, is that beer? And it's like, no, it's coffee. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, I'm kind of intrigued. Um, Like, is it hot coffee? Is it cold coffee? Like, what is it? And so you kind of explain cold brew and they're like a little skeptical about it. Um, But I think my favorite reaction I ever had was um, this couple who came up to our booth and they're like, okay, you know, like we've made our cold brew at home and like, no, it was pretty good. So like, maybe we'll try your stuff. Um, They took one sip of it and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then they left. And then they found us at um, a pop-up we were doing the next week. And they just like pointed at me and they like yelled. They're like, that was amazing. Give me another bottle. And I was like, that is fantastic. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, no, just initially I was like, oh, how are people going to react to this? But so far I've had nothing but amazing reactions like that. <laughs> so that's kind of wiped away some of the like fear and everything. Um, <laughs> but Yeah. Well, that yes, I love hearing that. And, you know, it's always nice when you can sort of see the reactions right there of the customers too. And, you know, especially when it is sort of that new industry or new sort of niche, it's great that, you know, you're able to, you know, break into it early. And, you know, um, Lauren and Tannis, you sp- spoke about this before too, you know, but about the imposter syndrome. And so do you want to share if, you, you know, was this something when you were starting the business, was there any fears with that? You know, it's kind of funny because both of us, we were talking about this the other day and we feel like, you know, besides the the imposter syndrome, um, they're really, maybe it's naive, but we haven't really had any sort of 
big fears. I guess like there should be sort of the obvious fear of failing, but neither one of us has really even considered that. Like we just from the beginning, we knew that we wanted to start a business. We knew that it was going to be successful in some way. And I think that maybe it's because we're very, both of us are on the same page about being very open about, you know, we had this direction that we're going in, but we're definitely willing to change that direction if we need to. Um, we know we'll be successful somewhere. We've made mistakes along the way, but we just chalk it up to a learning experience. And those mistakes are just going to bring us somewhere else where we need to be in order to be successful. So we just, we really, I think don't even have that feel like it's not even an option. We're not even considering it as an option. (laughs) I don't know. Now, you know, thinking about it, it's like, maybe that is naive, but I, I don't know. We're just, we, we're ready for it. We're, we're ready for anything and anywhere that this journey might take us. (laughs) There's a quote uh, by Marie uh, Forleo, and it's the key to success is to start before you are ready. And so you're never really right. You're never ready to have kids. You're never ready to, to do the thing. You're never, you know, it's always a bad time. You can't start the diet. You can't do this. You can't do that. And like, we're just jumping in, like there's, you know, and we're figuring out how to swim at the same time. But, you know, what we've done is we've spent a ton of time doing research. We know our stuff, we know our market, we know sustainability. um, And we, at this point, have decided to start making investments with people that are experts in those industries as well, to better equip us for even more success. So we really don't, you know, we, we just really don't feel <laughs> like there's going to be much failure that we can't work through. Well, and I think that's definitely a great attitude and perspective to have on, especially when starting a business. And, um, you know, I think that was a great quote and sort of, and a lot of great advice there, but if there was someone who's looking to start a business right now, would there be sort of, you know, one key thing or you would say to them, or maybe something you wish you would have known when you started out? I would say involve your community, involve your audience. I think it's really normal to feel like you're doing this all on your own. And then at the end, you you give them this amazing reveal. But what Lauren and I are, are seeing and learning is that what we think is the right thing is not always what our audience would choose. And we're surprised by it sometimes. So... Um, yeah, definitely being open to sharing the whole experience of launching a product with your audience, because you really should launch to an audience rather than crickets. I just wanted to play off of that because some uh, somebody once told me like, not everything has to be perfect. And I feel like I've really just been trying to make sure everything's perfect before like launching anything. Like even before when we launched, I was like, it has to be perfect before anybody sees it, but it's okay. If it's not, not everything is going to be perfect all the time. Um, Things are going to go wrong. It's okay. It happens. You just got to roll with it and you'll be stronger because of it at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that there's a lot of things you don't even really think about or realize until you actually sort of take that first step and get into it. And then, you know, continue to build as you go along. And um, Penny, did you have any, any other sort of key piece of advice you would give to someone looking to start a business? Take a breath breathe, um, enjoy the ride. (laughs) Everything's going to be okay. Um, definitely stay organized. That'll be your best friend. (laughs) I think that's it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, I think all of that is is such great advice. And, you know, I love sort of seeing the progression of all the businesses so far. And I can't wait to see the final pitch competition as well, where, you know, I can see all of you at the end of the program, which is coming up. And would you like to share sort of any other future plans coming up and where people can find your business online? Well, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Snow Peak Cold Brew. Um, we've got our website, snowpeakcoldbrew.ca. So we do have a pop-up coming up in December. Um, so keep your eye out for that. Um, we are hoping to have a winter flavor at that pop-up as well. So something new and exciting. Yeah. And for Charming Sally, we have our Instagram account, which is charmingsally underscore. And we're very um, active on there. So that's a great place to find out what's going on. Uh, we will be launching a winter golf, um, golf and cocktails, sort of learn to golf thing on simulators. Uh, so we're planning that for starting hopefully in January. So keep an eye open for that. And also you can find us on our uh, website, charmingsally.ca. Amazing. Well, thank you all so much again for coming on the podcast today and sharing your business journey. And again, I'm excited to see everything coming up for your business as well as watch the final pitch competition. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.